Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Here with you on a Sunday evening, Monday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen who are out there taking care of us. Hope you had an awesome weekend. Want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. I hit up Churn and Spoon this weekend. It was fantastic. And look, one girl back there making ice cream just sort of had like this unexpected rush. And no, me walking in is not the unexpected rush. All right, there was a lot of people in there. Stop with your jokes. But she handled it, man. She got through all those people. Everybody was happy. Service with a smile. That's what you get when you go to these these places. Strange Brew and Churn and Spoon. They take care of us here in Starkville and in Tupelo. Make sure you're taking care of them. Visit them on the regular. It's Super Bulldog weekend this week. You know you're going to be in Starkville when you are. Stop by Strange Brew Coffee House. Our good friends over at College Corner. Hey, don't come up here this weekend. Wearing that ratty old polo, that ratty old t-shirt. Go grab something new from the biggest and best selection of MSU merchandise in Central Mississippi. We're talking about shirts, polos. The uh, they've got what is the the Columbia the the pro fishing shirts. Yeah, I need to get one of those. Those things are sweet. I want to get. I hear they're I hear they're very breathable. You could wear one fishing. When's the last time you went fishing? It's been a long, long time. I was a kid, but I like to fish. Yeah. I enjoyed it when, when I went. You and I should pick back up fishing. Do you fish? I used to. So when you're like, in the, we're in the same boat here. So you and I, we would literally be in the same boat. Yes, we could actually get in the same the boat. same boat. Yeah, you can bring your two girls. I'll bring Cal T and Kate, and we'll just uh, Chloe when she gets a little bigger. And, yeah, uh, yeah, let's just keep, keep her on the shore <laughs> for right now. But yeah, I, I don't know about Kate. Yeah, I feel I feel like we'd be chasing him in the lake. I'll be honest with you. He'll be the one out there grabbing a snake or something like. Yeah. Look, Daddy. Look, Daddy. Look what I found. Uh, but that said, getting back to the the point, this Super Bowl all weekend, come up here looking good, brand new, crisp merchandise from two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're originally by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or visit them online at collegecornerstore.com. Another thing you've got to make sure is on your list when you head to Starkville this weekend is to head to Humble Taco. If you haven't been there yet, you're missing out on Starkville's best and newest and best and newest and best and newest. They say if you repeat things, people really get it. I don't know if that's true or not. Sometimes if you repeat things, they show up like Beetlejuice. You have to be careful with that. Or Candyman, don't 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 say it again. That said, humble taco, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots, an incredible menu, something for everybody on the menu for the pickiest eater. Even somebody who's like, I don't really like Mexican food. There is there are things on the humble taco menu for you. And of course, if you're just looking to have a good time, man, they've got the great patio. You know the weather's going to be fantastic this weekend. Don't miss out on a trip to Humble Taco. You will regret it if you do. You'll have the FOMO. And we know how that goes. We don't want to have that. Head over to Humble Taco this weekend. We have got a loaded show. You got me curious now. About FOMO? Well, about the, uh, you said the weather's going to be fantastic. I'm, I'm actually I am, curious. I'm, I, I, did, I said that on blind faith. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm curious if the weather is actually supposed to be fantastic. Seven days out, what do we got? Oh, five days out, I guess. According to weather.com, mm-hmm. 
Well, well now, 75 and sunny. Well, rolling here we the go. dice here. Survey says. Does, do they know we're Starkville, Mississippi? Yeah, here we go. All right, yeah. I'm clicking. Yeah. Finally. Come on. Here we go. All right. Having some issues with weather.com. That's today. today's forecast. I need the extended forecast. Hit the, there's a five Daily, day. next 10 days. Next 10 days. There it is. Don't you hate it when you load up a website and like you're about to click the button and, and then like it drops down a little bit? Moves it. Can't yeah. stand it. Well, that just happened. Happens to me but, all the time. But, but here we are. Here we are. Your official Thunder and Lightning forecast. Mm-hmm. Friday, April the 16th, yeah. the first day of Super Bowl weekend, cloudy skies. A uh, very minimal chance of rain. High of 68. Beautiful. Take low it. of 51. I can take that. <coughs> Saturday. Excuse me. Saturday, mostly cloudy. Mm-hmm. Minimal chance of rain again, yeah. just 24%. Yeah. High of 67, low of 46. Beautiful. Partly cloudy for Sunday, high of 68, low of 42. So no, not a lot of rain chance in there. That's a there good There is thing. no higher rain chance of the three days than 24%. That is oddly specific. Yeah, weather.com lately has actually, usually it's always 20 or 30 or 40 or 50. Yeah. You're lately, you might when I go to weather.com, they go to like 23. I don't, I don't know what that's about. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Well, we don't, we don't do that here on Thunder and Lightning. That means that, uh, I guess, over the weekend, every day there is a 76% chance or greater of, of it rain. not raining. That's good stuff. That's what we want to hear. Yeah. All right. So, there's your official Thunder and Lightning forecast. Look forward to seeing you in Starkville for Super Bowl all weekend. But before we get there, we have a fantastic show for you today. So, we said... You know, we, we sort of hinted at it, right, these past couple weeks. Uh, after that, getting swept by Arkansas, uh, you really, you could go for two sweeps in a row. You really could. And that's what happened. Mississippi State sweeps the Auburn Tigers. They've now won six straight in the SEC and eight straight overall, I believe. And just sort of right it, the ship righted itself, yeah. much as you, as you thought it would. But what's good to see this weekend, and, and, and we talked about it on Friday, that Auburn's pitching staff is not exactly all-world. But the Bulldogs were able to swing the bat throughout the order, basically. Yeah. Especially the top of the order, where you've got multiple SEC Player of the Week candidates in Rowdy Jordan, uh, Tanner Allen, and Cam James. Punching bag, Rowdy Jordan. Yeah. Man. I've You're really th- never seen that. Four, Real quick. Four HBPs in one game. Real quick. They throwing him? I don't think it started that way, but I think it ended that Because after you've hit him three times... Mm-hmm. I'm kind of the opinion that the the fourth time wouldn't happen because I would just pitch him away just out of freaking courtesy yeah. at that point, and and they hit him again. Like at that point, my question is then: next guy out of the bullpen was Mikey Tepper, who can hit 97. Why is his instruction not the first guy just right, right on his ears? <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess when you got bigger fish to fry, you just don't worry with it. And, I guess. and Mississippi State does, but uh, regardless. Big picture, what did I say after the Arkansas series? I trusted the 21-game the sample size over those three games. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you've seen. Yeah. State's now won seven in a row and, and six straight SEC games. And, they and, and seven two, in a row, right? They missed, they missed a yeah, non-conference game. Yeah, they had a non-conference game in there. Yeah. Um, and, and two, some other ways to think of this. If I'd have told you before the Arkansas series that you were going to go six and three over your next nine SEC games? Yeah. Oh, sign you up, you're buddy. Taking, you're taking it. You're taking, taking it, no 100%. doubt. And that's where State ended up. The The only wet blanket to this a little bit that makes you want to kick yourself is now that it's happened the way it's happened. If you could have just salvaged one, one. against Arkansas, yeah. you'd be leading the West and tied for the lead in the in the conference along with Vandy and Tennessee. Three different kind of games this weekend. Yeah. You know, you had a, a back-and-forth game that State had to find a way to win on Friday. 
on Saturday, you got dominant pitching from Will Bednar, his best start of the year. Uh, in, in a 7-2 to win. And then on Sunday... You had old-school Sunday SEC baseball. You really did. And it just got off to a roaring start for Mississippi State. But they needed it. You had it all around the conference, too. Not just yeah. Auburn. But yeah, no, it wasn't. I mean, I think... I know Missouri at least, and, and At uh, least South four Carolina. games had one team in double digits. Yeah. You know, and they had both in double digits in, in Auburn and in Oxford. Uh, I, think LSU, or I think Kentucky got into double digits. I think South Carolina did, too. Um, so, anyway... But State needed it because Jackson Fristo was not on, and State needed those runs, and they end up winning 19-10. 6-5, Those I, are the scores. I'm as big a Jackson Fristo fan as anybody. I really think the kid is special mm-hmm. and, and will be a special. But when you when your team scores you 10 runs in the top of the first, you just come out to the first batter and you just throw it down the gut. Right. And he walked hard as the, I can. the leadoff man yeah. after his team scored his That is a, a sign. I mean, if, if I'm Chris Lamonis, I'm looking over at Foxhall going, it's going to be a long day. Like, I don't pull him there by any no. stretch of the imagination. I might have gone But I might have made a mound visit. I wouldn't have been. And I just was, chewed I thought his that rear end out. I thought that maybe Foxhall <laughs> might just come out and be like, the hell are you doing? It's 10 to nothing. Put the ball over the plate. They can't hit a 10-run home run. Let's go. But that said, there was enough of enough. And State uh, gets the win. Hits all up and down the lineup on Sunday. Just a uh, a really big-time performance. Logan Tanner hit a ball that may or may not have landed in the state of Georgia. Not entirely uh, sure about that. Uh, just look at this. You know, look at these numbers. Roddy Jordan, like I said, 0 of 3 on the day, but he was hit four times. Tanner Allen, 2, uh, two for 5 with 3 RBI. Missed a uh, grand slam by, I don't know, the width of your hand. Literally, not a not a gust of wind, a puff of wind would have pushed that one over the fence. Uh, Cam James, three for four on the day. Uh, he had a huge weekend with a couple of home runs. Luke Hancock was three for three with three RBI on the day, a couple runs scored. Uh, we mentioned Logan Tanner, three for five on the day with five RBI, including that monster home run. Uh, Josh Hatcher was one for four. He had a home run on Saturday. What a weekend for him. To kind of, and it wasn't like a humongous weekend. It really wasn't. But for him, I think it was three for twelve on the weekend. But man, but he it take feels that? like he did. It's like he got a hit that. every time up. Yeah, you know, he just. It, it, I felt like his it bats were more competitive. Lane Forsythe was three for five on the day. Only Bulldog without a hit in terms of the starters, uh, outside of Rowdy Jordan, who I, I he got hit, so that counts. It's yeah. Tanner Leggett. Um, but that said, I mean, State's offense was just fantastic, and it was good on Saturday. As well, it was really good this weekend. They they showed some pop. I never realized how. Much of a launching pad that stadium is. There, the power hitters can get the ball out at, at Auburn at Plainsman Park. It really is a little bit Fenwayish with the, the, the monster, monster and yeah. left. That's kind of close. And you, let me ask you something because you played baseball. How is it that especially not at right, this level, but well, but, but <laughs> if you're a right-handed hitter, yeah, and you see that out there, how are you just not every time like I'm just going to slap it up the wall? Like, is, is that become dangerous? It could if you just get so pull happy. Mm-hmm. And and then your opponent, no, I mean they're they're just gonna pound the outside corner against you, and yeah. you, you keep trying to pull an outside pitch as a right-handed hitter, and you're probably gonna end up, you know, rolling over a lot of crap more often than not. But yeah, yeah it, it's it's dang sure tempting when you see a a short porch somewhere to try and get up there and uh, just kind of aim that way a little bit. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, a smart pitcher is gonna pick up on that and can probably pitch you such to to not allow you to do what you want to do, but. State on uh, on Saturday scored more points on Auburn than they did in football this year. Our screen is runs, but runs obviously. Yeah, I get, I get and Ole Miss was only seven seven ahead in football against Arkansas. 
So what a weird day I've come. But I, you know, like you said, this is very much old school, 1989, 1990 Sunday baseball, where it's just like let's just whoever's left can get out there. And State was able to get innings for guys on Sunday that normally would not get innings on in SEC play. Guys like uh, Casey Hunt, Dylan Carmouche, and Mikey Tepper. Uh, I thought Houston Harding was good in relief. He made one mistake, gave up a solo home run, but very solid. Came in and sort of, you know, came in and, and sort of, you know, settled everything down for Mississippi State. Although Fristo, I'll give him credit, loaded the bases in his final inning and got out of it um, without any 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 problems. So all in all for MSU, they got done what they needed to get done. They have a non-conference game this week with uh, with Arkansas State, which is fun because that means Tommy Raffo comes to. Has State played Arkansas State? Surely they have. Surely this is not Tommy Raffo's return to Duty Noble Field. I'm have to look into that. Yeah, I, it's not, I'm it's not, not coming to mind, sure. but at the same time, it's possible that you know it's happened. Um, and then it is what it is: Super Bowl weekend against Ole Miss in a series that basically now, if you win that series, you're a lock to host. You're probably a lock to be a national seed with the way everything's going right now. State's next 11 games were very interesting to me. They flashed this on the uh, SEC Network during today's game. Arkansas State, three with Ole Miss. UAB, three with Vanderbilt, who suddenly... You've seen Rocky Four. You know when he cuts Drago? Yeah. And he's like, he's not a, he's a man! He's not a machine! That's what happened this suddenly weekend. Suddenly human, right? He's suddenly... He, yeah. Vanderbilt got cut this weekend. Yeah. And now everybody's going to be like, I, we can take them. Um, but then you have three with Vandy and then three with Texas A&M. So that's 11 games. Uh, State could go eight and three in that. And that's what happens before they make their decisions. They, they could win the non-conference games. They could take two from Ole Miss. They can get at least one at Vanderbilt. I think they can sweep Texas A&M. A&M got swept this weekend by Alabama. If you go eight and three in the next uh, 11 games, and you'll be sitting at that point at, where's the record? Well, you'd be 16 and seven. In the conference. Yeah. And so, why is that not just up here? I don't know the answer to that. But if that happens, if you're 16-7 in the conference. And Which then that's your last, weird because then you're still not done with a series. That's not right, there. though. It's, not, it's You'd be 16-8. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, but at that point. You're you, in good shape. You're 16-8, and eight and your next three series are South Carolina, Missouri, and Alabama. Great chance in those nine to go 7-2. and two. And so then you're talking about like 23 wins in the conference, which may not be enough to win the West because you got to get ahead of Arkansas. But you I mean you're locked to be a top five. Yeah, I guess you really seat. have to get ahead of Arkansas. There, there's none of that. It's going to be really tough to do that. There's none of that tying. They don't play Vanderbilt, uh, and you don't play them again. They just got two off of Ole Miss. Although I guess you know in in baseball, I mean, very Ole Miss way to look at things here. But if you tie the Arkansas, you would still claim the. Okay, that's what happened two years ago. And we will not be claiming that. No. <laughs> Who who's the higher seed at the SEC tournament? They were the champions. Yeah. I don't buy into any of that other semantics crap. And that's what that is. No offense, Joel. <laughs> so good weekend for Mississippi State. Now this is the this is the weekend that sort of this will turn the season. If you win this game, if you win this series this weekend, you are in perfect position. If you lose, you've got some work to do if you want to be a super regional host seed. Fair? Yeah, that's fair. Um, This is the series this weekend where I really do feel like that the early regional announcements, it's really turned up the heat even more so. Mm -hmm. I agree. 
I mean, especially for Ole Miss, who if they lose the series this weekend, will have lost three series in a row. Yeah, and still have a a, a series with Vanderbilt to come. I mean, they they would be not on. They're hosting, but they're definitely on the outside looking in as a national top eight seed. Yeah, if they lose this series. Yeah, the, I don't know. I, I'm sitting here trying to think who who has more pressure on them, and I don't know the answer to that because both teams do. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, when State and Ole Miss get together, there's always pressure yeah. on both sides. There's no question about that. We'll see. I think the, the correct answer is Ole Miss because, like I said, losing three series in a row. But at the same time, losing at home. and You'd much rather have the pressure on you but be in your own ballpark, that's for sure. Right. This, this is a good year to have this one and the in other your thing own is, ballpark. You know, with State, there's almost that expectation now. You've won 14 of the last 16 against this team. and You expect to win the series. By the way, if they win this series, don't miss that Monday's Sports Talk Mississippi. That's all I'll say to that. Uh, We'll see what happens. I think I think State has a great chance to win this series. It's funny, you know. For obviously on Sunday, I think State is is you know I like Fristo better than Diamond, but I think I like I, I know I like McLeod. I'm sorry, I like Bednar better than the Casey, and then McLeod and Hoagland is is sort of the the wash for me. So that, that's going to be one of those games. Where I don't know. Like going into Friday, I don't know who's going to win that one. But I feel good about State's chances on Saturday, Sunday, which is weird. Normally, you think. The team that wins the first game has such an advantage. I don't know if that's the case here. I think State is better on the mound Saturday, Sunday. I don't know, man. I just think it's going to be three really good games. Should be. I mean, it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. For yeah, sure. as I'm sure everybody listening is. But yeah, I think there'll be big crowds. You know, Ole Miss had big crowds this weekend. I think they're going to open everything up. Just come on. It was an awesome weekend. It was an awesome weekend. Just awesome. a lot of beer got wasted. <laughs> For you know, is there anything worse? It's one thing to you know be sitting out there and get drenched in beer and have to smell like beer and be you know wet the whole game, but then you lose. <laughs> Let's talk about this for just a second, sure. Because I do believe that here here like herein lies the difference between at least the perception and maybe it's the reality of the two fan base. You know what I say. Um, but the 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 Claire Nudger headline of Ole Miss loses the series but has an awesome weekend, right? If you put that in startable, you know, if State loses the series but has an awesome week, State fans would lose would their mind, lose their mind yeah. about the fact that yeah, awesome weekend. Who gives and a if, crap? If we did our they podcast just, and talked about that, look, even though State lost, it was just fantastic to have all the fans there. It was great atmosphere. The games were fantastic, and and people, our mentions would be a train wreck. Now, to be fair, I have not looked to see if any Ole Miss fans have been like, "You're right, we lost the series, but it was a great weekend." Maybe they haven't. Maybe they've done what I said. Maybe State I have fans a device that can look at somebody's mentions. But or, I, I just kind of feel like it would be more apt for people to. Well, his the article that the that Nick Suss tweeted um, has no hasn't got any replies yet. Okay. So I don't know. I'm not going to go so far as to look at the comments, but yeah, I just but kinda... you're right that 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 would not fly down here, <laughs> not at all. So and I think the other on the other side of it, the you know state fans are making fun of that headline as and rightfully they they should, but it would be ten times worse if that was headlines about state. The Ole Miss fans would I mean it would be like. A shark with blood in the water. It'd be ugly. So, yeah, if Tyler Horker wrote that article, buddy, he, he'd have to leave. <laughs> like, I, where Tyler? Oh, Tyler, I won't see him no more. So, all right, let's move on over to football. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. I enjoyed a fine Welcome Home Beef ribeye steak on Saturday night, and, buddy, 
It was delicious, just like it always is. I've never gone wrong with any purchase from Welcome Home Beef. And you guys know, I've bought a lot of stuff from there, cooked a lot of stuff. You've seen it there on Twitter. That could be you, too. You guys, this weekend, if you're coming up, you've got a spot out there in the lounge. What should we cook? Cook Welcome Home Beef. Call them today. Put something on the grill this weekend from Welcome Home Beef. I promise you won't regret it. Call them at 662-268-8148 or visit them online, welcomehomebeef.com. One thing's for sure with Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. Two Brothers Smoked Meats. That's another stop you've got to make this weekend when you're up here for Super Bulldog. You don't want to miss out on that. Great Great food. One of the best restaurants in the SEC. Just such a great menu. Again, up and down the menu, you've got different choices for everybody. Burgers, sandwiches, tacos, wings, nachos. It's just all good and good. It's not good for you. It's good for the soul, though. Sometimes what's good for the soul is what's best for the person, in my opinion. It could be good for you, too. I mean, I mean I'll be honest with you. Like you can, eat a lot. you can eat smoked wings, and they're not bad for you at all. Yeah. They're smoked wings. It's chicken. You can make it good for you, depending on how you do it. Just don't, you know, just be light with the ranch. Yeah. Just, just just, light with that. Other than that, though, just saying. So Low carb? It's very low carb, yeah. It's, it's keto friendly. Isn't that the term <laughs> that people use these days? I wouldn't know. I, myself, am probably not keto friendly. <laughs> I had some potatoes for dinner, so. Uh, <laughs> so head over to Two Brothers. Dining Rep- advice with Brian and Joel is probably not what people tuned in for. You know, we live in a world where... All sorts of idiots talk about subjects, and, and there are so many hypocrites in this world. Why can't I talk about dieting? It's true. Know? That's true. You know, I, I fit right in at that point. At this point, Fox News is going to be a $6 million contract, or MSNBC, one of them. You know, I've seen personal trainers that yeah. have your figure. That has happened. MSU had a strength coach a couple years ago <laughs> like that. So, yeah. He probably ate two brothers. You should, too. <laughs> two brothers smoked meat. Smoked Southern Soul Food. 621 University Drive. Be there this weekend. Our good friends over at Advantage Business Systems say one thing. When you need someone to help you with your business, with information technology, with copiers, printers, anything that you need mailed or copied or printed, they've got you covered, and they do it with the kind of great customer service you expect from a local business. That's what they are. They've got a inventory big enough to service all of your needs, but they've also got the personal touch of a great local business. So call them today and find out how they can put nearly 50 years of experience to work for you. 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. You find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. I didn't go to the scrimmage on uh, on Saturday. I, 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 my wife was out of town this weekend. Didn't feel like leaving the kids home alone all morning. But Joel T. Coleman represented Thunder and Lightning there. I did. With honor, I might add. Is and, that why you asked me, hey, are you at the scrimmage? Yes. Okay. I was like, one of us I, probably needs to be there. I, I never did. I meant to text you back and say, why, why? why do you ask? Because um, I'm not there, and one of us needs to be able to talk about this. Yes. So here you are. Joel, just opening thoughts, you know. What, what did you see that looked different for you from week one to week two? Anything? Uh, Obviously, quarterback play, just based off the stats, it looked like Jack Abraham had a much better day. He did. He did. And it was a little bit up and down for Will Rogers, but Will Rogers was also going up against you know the top of the depth chart on defense. So mm-hmm. that, that bears mentioning as well. I I thought State defensively, you know, don't let Zach Arnett – Know this? Yeah, but, but say anything, I we're gonna gonna look, say, I anything okay. we say about the defense, nobody tells Zach Arnett. Yeah, I mean, I, unless it's bad. Kind of like Mike Leach said, I'm not saying they were perfect, but Leach's comment um, 
after the scrimmage was over was that they might not always have perfect execution, but they have like perfect effort in that they're they're forever you know relentlessly chasing the ball. And whenever you have that kind of effort, it kind of masks some of your deficiencies, kind of thing. And I, and I thought State defensively really got after the ball. Uh, they they had several turnovers. Um, Manuel Forbes had a great pick in the end zone. Um, even Jaden Crumity got in on the action. Uh, had a big man int. Uh, I, I thought State had several uh, you know tackles for losses, just big plays in the on the defensive side of the football. Offense was a little bit more, I'll say, inconsistent, but I don't know how much to credit that to, to offensive trouble or just defense was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, offensively, they, they had some moments, too. Uh, Rufus Harvey, he looked good. Yeah, a couple, couple touchdowns. touchdowns. Uh, Jaden Wally, just a playmaker, man. He had a couple of That's two long, good scrimmages in a row. For yeah, him. I had a couple of long catches. and That dude's just fearless, man. One of his touchdown catches... Paul Jones and I were sitting there in the press box watching, talking about this, but he could have gotten lit up on that play. Not that you would do it to your teammate right. in scrimmage, but, I mean, ha- had a safety, like, kind of bearing down on him, and he just catches it and kind of steps around and gets in the end zone kind of thing. He's just a fearless football player, big-time playmaker. Um, I mean, I thought, I thought they looked good. You know, I, I don't I don't know what they could have done that would make me say, oh, no, man, you know, it's, it's just practice against – your own team. So anytime one side of the ball does good, right. you could say the other side didn't. Right. Um, but I thought overall, kind of like Leach said a week prior, it looked like football for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, when Daniel Greek got out there and you had, you know, some second, third, fourth team guys out there, it kind of got a little ugly at times. Greek threw a couple of picks and a lot of pressure on him. And that when you get that far down the depth chart on the old line and things, it kind of gets a little. Iffy, I guess. So there were times where that got ugly, but yeah, I I think state at least so far in spring, from what I've seen, they can come out of it feeling pretty good about themselves. You mentioned Jaden Wally, a couple other guys. Who else stood out to you? Is there, especially maybe somebody on the defensive side of the ball? Oh, let's see. Um, I see Randy Charlton. I thought looked pretty good. He had a That's two weeks in a row then. Yeah, he he had a sack. I feel like he's um, going to be a a real contributor. That defensive line, man, I, I think there's some pieces there to have some depth. I I I wouldn't probably going into the spring, I wouldn't have thought that. You know, that would have been one of my major questions. But I mean, when you consider State's gonna probably have some 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 times where they have Crumity and Pickering on the field at the same time, and um. You know, Charlton got out there. King Ani got out there on Saturday. Um, I don't know that we saw him the week before. Yeah. To see King Ani on the field is – I mean, I feel like he's been around now for four or five years and we hadn't seen him. Yeah. Uh, that's probably not the case. I know he's had some injuries and whatnot, but he, he got out there and uh, I don't know how much he will play in the actual season. Um, I, I, Jack Harris did not get out there, so that was probably part of the reason King Ani did. Yeah. Um, but, I, I mean, I thought, I thought State – Showed some some promise on on the defensive front to have some depth, and I think that's big because that was one of my major defensive questions entering the spring: mm-hmm. is depth wise on the D line, do you have it? And I kind of think now that they do. Anything else, just off the top of your head? Uh, not really. I, I, Polk had another couple of good catches. Um, trying to think, is there any anything else? State's linebackers, I think, are really good. I, I really do think defensively they're going to be good again. Again, don't tell Zach Arnett. Um, Say nothing. 
but I think they're going to be really good. It, it was interesting. I, I I thought the coaching staff was a bit more perturbed with the performance on Saturday because even from the press box, you could hear several instances in which they were letting it known that they weren't pleased. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then afterwards, too, Mike Leach, I asked him about the offensive line. He said he didn't think it was their best performance. and yeah. um, he, he didn't I think it was Will. a couple of people that the offensive line was not. Yeah, playing. he didn't think Will Rogers' day was that great, which, I mean, if your offensive line doesn't play that great, you're probably not going to play that great. Right. Um, so, yeah, there, there were – Saturday was definitely a day that for the trained eye to hear those coaches, it was pretty obvious they weren't all that pleased with what they saw. Um, but, I mean, you know what? That's a good thing, to no. have coaches perturbed. No, I agree. I, I usually think that perturbed coaches make good for I, good coaches. I don't want coaches coming off the field and saying, thought thought everything was going according to plan out yeah. there. Yeah, a, a happy coach is a – name a happy coach that's been good. Like, that, 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 that doesn't, you know – and not even poor mouth. I mean, just sometimes out and out criticize. Yeah. So, yeah. I, and Leach was kind of sh- – Leach was kind of short with it. Not short at us, mm-hmm. but just short in his answers, which, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe well, he just didn't want to talk to us. But That's the first kinda... time he's been face-to-face with you guys in over a year. I mean, I wouldn't want to be around y'all either. <laughs> That's true. We're an ugly group. Yeah. Uh, and at least when we're virtual, you know, you don't have to actually be looking at us. Yeah, yeah. But yeah he had Cover to... up that guy's face. <laughs> but, yeah, he, he wasn't very lengthy with his answers, so I don't know. That may lead you to believe, too, he wasn't all that happy with what he saw. But We'll see. I can't wait to hear from Arnett later this week. Yeah. <laughs> Joel, here's the, here's the question for me. You ready? Don't, look, I know it wasn't good, but did you see some improvement? That's how we're going to phrase that. Yeah, that'd be. That's go ahead and diffuse it right off the top. I know it was. I mean, I know it was garbage, <laughs> but was it like a little bit better garbage? Zach, you guys still sucked, but were they? Did they suck less? Yeah. <laughs> Coach, I'm just going to dive right in with you here. I know your team is absolute trash, <laughs> but were they less trash than before? <laughs> Brian, first off, I appreciate you realizing this team is trash. I wish more people would say it. <laughs> Were they more like the recycle bin this week? You know, yeah, this? yeah. Like, not not stale, st- stinky, been sitting out in the sun trash. Like, fresh out of the garbage can, you know, the, straight into the dumpster trash. I don't know. I don't know. The Braves are doing something here. Joel's very happy. Ronald Acuna Jr., who's hitting like 550 this mm-hmm. year, just crushed one about 430 feet to dead center. You know, he gets a bonus if he hits uh, 50 home runs this year. 20 bucks. <laughs> I'll personally give it to him. Yeah. <laughs> man, he is. I, I know some of you probably care. Most of you probably yeah. don't. But, man, he has been something else this year already. There's a big MLB presence in baseball this weekend at Auburn with former San Francisco Giant legend Tim Hudson. Oh, shut up. Tim Hudson uh, is a pitching coach out there. Did you see him? I'll tell you former what. Former Giants legend. He probably enjoyed his selfie with Joel T. Coleman in Omaha more than he enjoyed, <laughs> enjoyed what coaching that pitching staff this past weekend. I've been waiting to hit you with that joke since since Friday, by the way, just so you know. You it is up. kind of funny to me to see him wandering out to the mound. It, it is. It makes me want to root for Auburn because Butch is there and yeah. he's there. Like It makes me want to be an Auburn Well, guy. I'm going to tell you right now, they're not any good, so don't do that. you got enough heartbreak in your life as it is. <laughs> All right, uh, one more thing before we go. I gotta be honest, Joel. I love a commitment that catches the recruiting guys off guard, and that's what Wesley Miller did today. That I saw that first tweeted by a coach. That's that's some really old school stuff there. But Wesley Miller, uh, three star safety out of Heritage Academy. Heritage has been putting some players 
in the college ranks. Eli Acker a couple years ago is at Ole Miss, and now Heritage, uh, this kid. And they evidently they have a quarterback who's going to be a prospect, I think, next year. Um, but a, a kid that has blown up in the last month or so on the recruiting trail, offers from Florida State, Ole Miss, Illinois, uh, Tennessee, just the other day offered him. Uh, five foot ten and a half, 185-pound safety. Uh, a kid that, you know, they, they felt – they obviously felt very good about him to, because they are they're still on some big safety prospects, some big defensive back prospects. Um, but And we all know that defensive back is the biggest priority in this class. Uh, Steve Robertson reporting from Gene's page, he thinks this might end up being a 6-DB class. You've already got – Halfway three. there. You've already got three with Jeterius Elam to um, – Sorry, Wesley Miller and, and Kylon Griffin. State now at seven commitments. They're ranked 20th nationally according to the 24-7 composite ratings. Um, you know, and, and still, none of their big fish are really in the boat yet. Jacarius Clayton is the highest rated guy. Now, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're not really in the game uh, for Branson Robinson, the number two player in the state. Jaheim Otis, the number three player in the state. And K- Kamari Rogers, the number one player in the state. They're sort of in the game, but they don't have a lot of chips right now. They got some work to do there. But then you look at Xavier Harris and Stone Blanton and Don Terry Russell, the three of the next four. You know, Marquez Dorch already committed to Ole Miss. You feel like those the state's probably the favorite for all three of those guys. So, and then you have Clayton, Bryson Hurst, the number nine player in the state, and R.J. Moss, the number ten player in the state. Very possible that state gets you know five of the top ten players in this state, and three of those guys are. Uh, I'm sorry, three of those guys are defensive linemen, possibly four, depending on what happens with Jacarius Clayton. And then you have Bryson Hurst. Me personally, I would like to see Clayton stay on the offensive side of the ball. He and Hurst could be maybe a future bookend tackles kind of guy. And then you have Moss, Russell, and then Blanton. Blanton's going to be interesting because he's already committed to Mississippi State in baseball. But he is going to be a football player sort of first and then baseball second. But he was obviously a good enough baseball player to have committed to Mississippi State, I guess, as like a freshman or sophomore. So I, I, I'm just intrigued by that whole thing. Yeah, it's pretty – if you're committed to a school to play baseball, mm-hmm. how is your football recruitment still open? That, that, that's the thing. Is basically, he, basically what he's saying is if I change my, my commitment, I'll change my baseball commitment too. Yeah, I guess so. Unless right. you're just going to do something. I don't know that the NCAA would go for, I'm going to play football at Clemson and baseball at Mississippi State. <laughs> that would be, be a first. be something to watch. And I don't know how that would work uh, all the time. Anyway, so recruiting for Mississippi State, though, I mean, top 20 class at this time. Think about a year ago where we were and State's recruiting class basically stayed in the, the low 20s to high, you know, I'm sorry, high 20s to low 30s. Until the very end, when it got into the twenty, the mid twenties, to be at twenty right now and to have the prospects on the board that State still has that they feel good about, you know, they still don't have a quarterback in this class. They still don't have a another running back in this class. Dakota Jordan, you know, is the guy that talk about baseball. They expect him to be a draft risk. I, I'm excited to see where this class goes. I feel like it could end up being a top twenty class for Mississippi State. And again, I mean, if Mike Leach is going to pull in top twenty classes, that's that's pretty impressive considering that his, his entire career has been built on doing more with less. So, good get for Mississippi State. Wesley Miller. I mean, that's the other thing I like about these, these guys is, for the most part, they have offers. And State's supposed to pick oh, yeah. up another, another DB today, uh, according to Paul Jones, that Jordan Thomas, uh, a defensive back out of Alabama, who has, a, again, a guy with like five or six power five offers. You know, I think he's got offers from South Carolina and Tennessee. Uh, is supposed to commit to Mississippi State at some point on Monday. So that would be four defensive backs. Plugging holes, Plugging man. Plugging holes. So 
you're recruiting for need, but you apparently are also getting good players. That's always been State's problem in the past. They would recruit for need, but they would get guys that you know were definitely a tier below. Now you're getting guys that other well, SEC yeah, I mean, and Power Five programs I mean, want. You look at, and this isn't me bashing the kids. It's just you look at recruiting profiles, and it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of guys State signed this past class were not to say that they won't one day be good players, but you you kind of got a. They're projects, right? I mean, you think about a couple of the guys they signed yeah. in the past. It's just it's what it is. They're not guys with incredibly impressive recruiting profiles. Not to say they couldn't develop into good players, but you know, now they're getting commitments at least from guys like you said with like Miller. You know, got offers from Ole Miss, Florida State, Miami, whatever. I mean, mm. guys that obviously have potential that multiple Power Five programs see. Yeah, you know, you, you kind of feel like you're you're barking up some of the right trees. Yeah. State needs to go and get the quarterback in the class, though. This feels like that's when things start. Because the quarterback helps bring the other guys in. You need that leader. So, will that be Braden Locke? I don't know. It looks like that's who where they're leaning, but we'll see. We'll talk more about it when it happens. All right, tomorrow's show, uh, baseball football mix, I'm sure. Wednesday is the rumblings. Thursday, we'll recap midweek baseball and do a positional breakdown to the defensive line, which Joel was just talking about a few minutes ago. And then Friday, Super Bulldog weekend, Ole Miss preview, plus – uh, I'm sure this weekend we'll get at least you know probably have Richard Cross on with us or to talk about the uh, the series maybe a couple other guys as well maybe some, it might be time to go national and dip into our, our our contacts for that as well so we'll talk baseball a lot this week huge series coming up for Joel T Coleman Woo. I'm Brian Haydad thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi a Super Talk Mississippi yeah. media production.